What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of BNG in the Morning. This is episode 44. It's going to be a little bit different, but as always, I'm Brett Williams, joined with my co host Gavin Shouse. We're doing this over the phone as couldn't find a time to uh, get together that we could both do video. So bear with us for this episode. We're going to still wanted to get one out, obviously. So we're going to do it this way just for this episode. Uh, Gavin, how you doing, man? Yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and get into some NFL stuff. Uh, we're going to do our normal Chiefs-Steelers game recap. We will start with the Chiefs. Chiefs are coming off a 24-20 loss to the Buffalo Bills. Um, while, it was a, while it was a loss, I feel like the Chiefs played pretty well in this one. I was very impressed with the play of the defense, holding probably the best offense on paper in the NFL to 24 points and giving your – uh, generational quarterback, the ball at the end of the game to potentially get a game-winning touchdown is a really good thing, especially with – I thought McDuffie was going to play. I said last episode he was going to play, but he didn't end up playing. So we actually had two late-round corners in and against this receiver group. The fact that they didn't get torched is, is pretty good. Mahomes threw two interceptions, one in the red zone, which ended up coming back to bite them. Uh, and then the obviously the one that everyone's seen the one at the end to kind of seal the game, but you know it's fine. I I think they played well. Mahomes uh, Mahomes had a position was in a position to uh, take the lead right at the last second, and you know it didn't happen. Most most of the time he will he comes through, but this time he didn't. This is a team that we'll probably see in the playoffs. So you know. After this close game and the fact that the Chiefs were so injured in the secondary and uh, there was some, there obviously we still have Andrew Wiley at right tackle who is just not very good and he had some trouble with Von Miller. So not, 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 not to make an excuse for the Chiefs, but I'm saying that should be enough to give you a confidence boost. Butker also was back. He missed a 30-yard kick but made a 62-yarder, which – uh, Matt, Matthew Wright set the record at 59, the Chiefs record last week, and it only lasted a week. And Butker came came through right away and made a 62 yarder to break his record, but unfortunately he did miss the 32 yarder, whatever it was that, in the end, kind of came back to bite the Chiefs. But all in all, it was a loss, but I thought it was a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are probably the two best teams in the AFC right now. And it was definitely a battle. So, I mean, even if you're a football fan, you can definitely look forward to seeing that matchup again in the playoffs. Yeah. So, Gavin, I, I was kind of laughing at you for picking the Steelers to beat the Buccaneers and they get a two-point win. So, uh, how you feeling after that one? We do. We do squeak out a win. Uh, unfortunately, Kenny Pickett went down. Um, he's in concussion protocol. But um, Mitch Trubisky came in and – uh, got the win for the Steelers, but it does appear Kenny Pickett is going to be starting this Sunday. Um, and it has come out that at halftime when um, Kenny Pickett was uh, put in the game for the first time, uh, there was an altercation between Trubisky and Deontay Johnson, which led to Kenny Pickett starting. Um, so that that was news that came out this week, but um, a great win against the Bucks, and hopefully, hopefully this turns into some some sort of spark for the Steelers team. Yeah, a win over the Buccaneers, even though their offense hasn't looked as good. 
Uh, that's that's a big win, especially for the Steelers who are struggling and they really needed a win because they're they're in the middle of a really tough stretch of teams. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of games here. The Giants, um, they are five and one. We asked the question last week if they're legit, and I believe we both said that they're not like Super Bowl contenders. They may they may sneak into the playoffs. They may not. They they beat the Baltimore Ravens and they're now five and one, and I I don't know I think they may be better than we thought maybe. No, I, I would definitely agree that statement. The Ravens are definitely um, a playoff team, and I mean if the Giants can can beat them, then I mean they're definitely a playoff team, and I don't know it's it's really going to depend on how those Eagles matchups go for them. Yeah, exactly, and you know they they they're playing good. Dable is a really good coach. I mean, he's we kind of knew coming in he would be a pretty solid coach. He he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills, uh, and he he really he was the guy that really helped Josh Allen out a lot on uh, his progression because you know when he first came into the league he what he wasn't that great. We always knew he had the potential to be to be what he is now just based off of the intangible things that he has, his arm strength, his ability to run, things like that. But he didn't put it together really until Dable was able to go there and uh, on the Bills staff and help him out. So it was – but I didn't expect him to help the Giants this much right away because they still have Daniel Jones. They barely have any healthy receivers now. And here they are beating a team like the Ravens, which, granted, the Ravens were up 10-0, to and they're kind of having a problem this season with holding leads. And every single game they've lost, they've been up by at least 10 points. And we all know they were up by, like, 28 or 21 against the Dolphins in Week 2. So they're having some problems with that. But, you know, it's a good it's a good start. 5-1 and one is a very, very good start. They've got a game against the Jags coming up Week 7, who, while the Jags' record isn't great, I, the Jags match up well against the run which is something that the Giants need to be able to do in order to uh, have success on offense because Saquon is such a big part of that offense. And a, a large part of why I think they've gotten off to such a good start is the fact that he's healthy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about Bailey Zappi, uh, late-round quarterback to uh, to Mac Jones – or late-round quarterback to the Patriots, came in with Mac Jones, his injury – didn't have really do much against the Packers, I don't think. Ended up losing the game, although he did go into overtime. But in this game against the Browns, against a fairly solid defense, I thought it would be a running game. Ramondre Stevenson gets 76 yards uh, off 19 carries. But Bailey Zappi throws for 309 yards and two touchdowns and throws 34 passes and completes 24 of them. So, And he's going to play again this week on Monday Night Football. So... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just that, you know, late-round quarterback, not a lot of film on him. But maybe Bailey Zappi is legitimately better than what we thought. Oh, he definitely could be. Um, if I'm Mac Jones, you know, Mac Jones hasn't played, um, you know, super well um, these these past couple seasons. But, um, you know, maybe maybe Zappi take, takes a step up. Um, you know, only time's going to be able to tell. Yeah, uh, Bailey Zappi, he might be better than what we thought, but to those people saying that this is the new Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady, let's just let's just calm down a little bit, all right? <laughs> Bailey Zappi is not Tom Brady, and we probably will never... You never know, man. You never know. <laughs> you never know, but we will probably not see another Tom Brady for a very, 
very long time. So uh, last week, six thing here, the P- Packers, man, losing to the Jets by 17. That is not good. They they could be in trouble. Aaron Rodgers, he looks, he just looks human. I mean, he he's not playing bad. He threw for 246 yards and a touchdown, but one touchdown against the New York Jets from Aaron Rodgers, like that's going into half with in a three-three tie, like that's not Aaron Rodgers. And I know what's that. said simplify the offense um and then they asked the coach um what, what do you think Aaron Rodgers means by simplify the offense and he said I don't even know what that means wow so that's not a good sign no. um I didn't see that which that's not a good sign if your quarterback and coach aren't really on the same page um mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising I've always thought that Rodgers and LaFleur had a good relationship but that just could be because they were winning you know, winning kind of solves everything. So if you have if you have two guys who don't like each other, but you're winning, they can kind of put their differences aside. But you start losing, and things can get out of hand. So I'd be interested to see what the what happens there because this week they play a Commanders team who is not very good and is going to have Taylor Heineke starting. So they they don't win that game and they drop to three and four. You know, never want to count a team out, but yeah, never want to count a team out, but their season might almost be over at that point. I know they'd just be three and four, but you don't want to take a loss to the commanders. Uh, so that's it for that. Uh, we'll go into the week seven pick them for week six. I was seven and seven had a lot of upsets last week. I mean, it was kind of surprising. I mean, the, the uh, Ravens or the giants beat the Ravens, the Colts beat the Jags. I wouldn't call that an upset, but I didn't expect it. Patriots beat the Browns. Steelers beat the Bucks and the Falcons beat the 49ers. Just some, it was a week of upsets, so I'm hoping that this week there's not as many because upsets you always want to pick a few, but they're hard to they're hard to predict. So the th- Thursday night football game. This is tonight. We'll probably post this right away. So still tonight when even this drops, uh, the Saints and the Cardinals. Uh, it is in Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. They also have. Robbie Anderson, who they traded for either yesterday or the day before, uh, which will be a really good addition for their offense, I think, especially with Hollywood Brown out. And for that reason, I have the Cardinals. The Saints defense, you know, is is good. Offense really leaves a lot to be desired. It's in Arizona. D-Hop is back. I think that he will be a great addition to this offense and get them get him on their winning track. So, Ravens, Browns, uh, I think the Ravens take this one. It's a divisional game, so they'll be playing harder. They, they know by now they have to uh, hold on to the leads they take. And, you know, you guys all know what I thought out of the Brown, thought of the Browns coming in with Cody Brissett. They're doing better than I thought they would, but I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens, especially the Ravens coming off a win or a loss in which they thought they should probably won. They should probably win. So Buccaneers Panthers, another team coming off a loss. Uh, I'm sorry, Gavin, but a game they they also probably should have won. Uh, I got the Buccaneers beating the Panthers. Uh, this is going to be PJ Walker in a quarterback in this game. He, I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky teamed up to beat Tom Brady. I don't think PJ Walker is beating Tom Brady. Yeah, so far we're agreeing on everything. Um, I think the 
think the Bucks get a bounce back win here as well. Uh, so Bengals Falcons Falcons getting a big win over the 49ers uh, pretty unexpected win I think if you ask a lot of people maybe maybe not everybody because a lot of people don't like Jimmy Garoppolo but I think most people you talk to would say the 49ers would have won that game but I've got the Bengals winning this one I, I thought they would be a uh, top team in the in the AFC definitely the winner of their division so I got the Bengals winning this one I agree uh, Lions Cowboys uh, this could be a pretty underrated game this should be the return of Dak you know he could come out a little slow I just don't love the Lions de- uh, defense it's probably the worst defensive unit in the NFL I mean they gave up almost 50 points to the Seahawks and while they're outperforming expectations they're not a team that should put up almost 50 points on anybody uh, so and the Cowboys defense has looked good I think it's looked a little better than what it actually is because of the teams they're playing but I, I think the Cowboys win this game in Dak's return So maybe we'll have some some discrepancy on this one. Giants, Jags, I think this is where the Giants get upset. I think the Jags win this one. Like I said earlier, they can contain Saquon in the run uh, run game. And then I think it's going to be, can Daniel Jones make plays? And I think Daniel Jones is a great game manager. I don't think he's going to go and win this game for the, for the Giants. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Giants, actually. I think, I think they continue continue the streak and, and, and keep – Moving forward, man. If you if you ask the Eagles fans before the season that if they if they started off the season six and zero like they are and maybe seven and zero if they get a win this week and they were only a game ahead of the Giants, I think I think they would not agree with you on that one. But here we are. If the Giants win that one and the Eagles the Eagles win again, which I think the Eagles must be on bye because I don't I don't think yeah, yeah Eagles have a bye week so still. It's pretty crazy that this division is this close when we did not think it was going to be that good coming in. Uh, Packers, Commanders, you know, we said, we said earlier the Packers, this is as close to a must-win as possible because you don't want to lose to the Jets and the Commanders in back-to-back weeks, especially when the Commanders are having a backup quarterback come in. Uh, and I had the Packers getting that win here. I just I just don't think that they're going to be able to hang with the the commanders are going to be able to hang with the Packers with Heineke. And I know he uh, had that first game against Tom Brady where he was going all out, but I just don't see them winning this game, man. Yeah, I don't either. I'm going to go with the Packers as well. So divisional game here, Colts and Titans. Um, the Colts are looking a little better. They record wise, at least And Matt Ryan, you know, we were talking about how bad he looked last week, but he had a game. Now, he threw the ball 60 times, almost 60 times, but he ended the game with 389 yards and three touchdowns. He threw for the ball 58 times, but 42 completions, that's not a bad completion percentage at all. So they're looking a slightly better than what than what they started out, and I think the Colts take this one. I had them winning this division coming into the season, and I'm, I'm, I'm picking them over the Titans, who have also not looked very good. Not sure about the status of Jonathan Taylor in this one, but he didn't play last week either, and that's part of the reason why the Colts threw the ball so many times. Yeah. Uh, so he may he may have to throw the ball 58 times again for them to win this one, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Divisional games are always kind of tough. Uh, Texans versus Raiders, two of the bottom teams in the AFC, which is surprising with the Raiders, how that 
how they're that low. But I think the Raiders get a win here, much needed, over a Texans team that is not very good, and we knew they wouldn't be very good. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. I, I think for the most part, um, the playoffs hopes aren't alive, but um, I have a win So Jets versus Broncos. Um, you know, this is a game that coming into the year thought we would uh, be kind of a blowout. But, you know, the Jets are looking better than we thought, and the Broncos are looking a lot worse than we thought. So, also, Russell Russell Wilson, he is looking like he may not play. Uh, he's having shoulder issues, I believe. Uh, he'll try to push through it as much as he can. If I had to guess, I would say he would play. Uh, Russ tends to uh, fight through injuries. We saw it last year where he tried to uh, fight through that finger injury he was having, and he's having his shoulder was already bothering him a little bit. So, I think he'll try and play. And I think the Jets or the Broncos win this one. I think the Jets are overperforming a little bit and the Broncos are underperforming. We're getting into the middle part of the season. That should start to even itself out a little bit, you would think. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go with the Broncos here. I think, I think the Jets have put together a couple, couple pretty good wins, but I see the Broncos um, winning this after, after, you know, not a bad game against the Chargers. Yeah, so Chiefs versus 49ers. This is in um this is in Levi Stadium. I believe it's called Levi Stadium, but it's in San Francisco where the uh where the 49ers play. The Chiefs coming off a loss like we said, but I think they win this one, get a bounce back win. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Patrick Mahomes uh rematch of that Super Bowl, and I think that the Chiefs get the win here. I agree. I think the Chiefs get the win here as well. Speaking of the Chiefs, they did clear up $3.5 million in cap space, which is, you know, leaving some people uh, speculating on what is going to happen. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Travis and Jason Kelsey have a podcast, and Travis said he wouldn't confirm it, but he wouldn't deny it either. I think maybe they're clearing up to give him an offer. I, I do think the Chiefs are interested in Odell, but I just don't think he wants to come. I don't think he will take what the Chiefs offer him. That's just my opinion. I would love to have him in KC, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Seahawks Chargers, a Seahawks team that, again, is over overperforming, and I have the Chargers getting this one. It is in SoFi Stadium, and so I think the Chargers take the home win. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to hop off of the Seahawks train <laughs> for a week, and uh, I'm going to ride with the Chargers on this one. I hopped on the Seahawks train last week, and they they got a win over the Cardinals. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they're walking into SoFi and beating the Chargers. Although they they do have some experience playing in SoFi with the Rams being in their division, but still, I just I think the Chargers take this one. Steelers Dolphins, interesting game here. I think Tua is not gonna play. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I haven't seen much if, if he will or if he won't. So, but I think. I think the Dolphins win this one. It's it's in Miami. Uh, they got the weapons. Even if he doesn't play, those two guys that have been playing, I don't know if it'll be Bridgewater or, or Thompson, are getting used to playing. And as the Steelers got the upset win last week, I, I don't think they get two in a row. Although the Steelers are outmatching <laughs> this game, you know, the picture came out of the Dolphins sideline versus their opponent sideline where it was like, it was versus the Dolphins sideline being like 
low ABs or something like that. Uh, I'm still going to go with the Steelers here. I got to ride with my team. I think Kenny Pickett gets it together. Um, and and we, we take this game in Miami. I will always respect uh, picking your team no matter what. So I understand. I just I think the Dolphins get a rebound and the Steelers uh, Steelers uh, come come down to earth a little bit. Another, you know, we've got three like subpar primetime games this week. We got the Saints and the Cardinals, and then the Steelers and the Dolphins, and then the Bears and the Patriots. So, some, you know, it's, it's, I think the Steelers and Dolphins will be an interesting, will be a close game. I just think there's going to be some bad football plays during stretches of that one, and especially in Bears Patriots. Uh, so, but I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, last week, the Bears lost to the Commanders in primetime, and here they are against the Patriots. And, you know, no matter who plays, Bailey Zappi is the one that I believe is going to play, and he's looked good. And I think the the Browns' defense is better than the than the Bears, and so far, Bailey Zappi is playing well. So, I don't, I, I mean, I can't pick against him against a team like the Bears. All right, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit of playoff baseball. Uh, the ALCS and NLCS are are underway. The uh, NLCS is 1-1 with the Padres and the Phillies. Two teams that we did not expect to go that far are duking it out. As for the ALCS, uh, the Yankees took a loss 4-2 last week, or last night, I should say, against the Astros. Uh, but talking about the Guardians game, the Guardians or Guardians series, they made it a very interesting, uh, close series. They took a two-one lead, and it did not look good for the Yankees. But the Yankees came back one-two out of two that they needed. Uh, they get the five-to-one win in Game Five to survive the Guardians. You know, you wish it was a three or four-game series, but we knew coming in the Guardians were going to be a scrappy team. Uh, the Yankees controlled Game Five the entire game. Giancarlo Stanton came out right away with a three-run home run. Uh, they had to beat the best team in the AL in the AL now, and they they lost a close one last last night. Verlander had a great start, and Jamison Tyon, I believe, started for the Yankees, so he's the last guy in the rotation. Um, and if they win this series, that'll be the first World Series the Yankees have been to since 2009. Um, you know, the Yankees were down four to one going into the the eighth. They kind of rallied a little bit, got a two out rally, put one run on the board due to a home run from Anthony Rizzo. Uh, so that was good to see. They, they battled. They did lose, but they, did, they battled too. So hopefully this is a competitive series. If the Yankees lose this one, it's it's like the third time in a row that the Astros have beaten the Yankees in the playoffs. So we just cannot let that happen. Uh, let's talk about the NBA. This is our NBA preview. It started Tuesday. It's been – we had a full slate of games last night. It's in it's – get, it's getting started, and it's exciting. Uh, we'll start with uh, our a season outlook, if you will, for the Heat and the Thunder. Uh, the Heat are coming off a season where they finished as the one seed, surprised a lot of people. They ended up going to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in seven games to the Boston Celtics. Uh, many people are counting on them to take a step back this year. They lost P.J. Tucker, really didn't uh, bring in any big names. Uh, so they're saying that they, the Heat might you know, drop to the seventh seed or the eighth seed. I disagree. I think while the Heat didn't bring in anybody big, I think they're retooled and they have a chance to win the NBA championship this season. Uh, the key loss, obviously, was Tucker. He brought a lot of uh, just grittiness, uh, 
defense. Just, you know, so there was something that P.J. Tucker brought that only P.J. Tucker could bring to this team. He fit this team perfectly. Uh, kind of surprised he left to go to the Sixers, honestly. So this leaves a hole of power forward that may not be filled by this person right away. I think by the end of the year, Nikola Jovich, the rookie, will be the Miami Heat starting power forward. He looked good in preseason, and, you know, it is preseason, but you'll take that by a rookie. He can score. He can make plays. He's just young, and he needs to adjust to the physicality of the NBA, which I don't think will happen right away. Tyler Hero, he will move into the starting role this this year. Um, maybe He made me look very smart last year, make, picking him for that sixth man of the year award. Uh, a lot of people are – a lot of people are calling him the uh, most overpaid player in the league after his extension, which is kind of crazy. I mean, he averaged 20 points off the bench last year, and his numbers have improved pretty greatly after each season. So that's a little odd. Uh, I think he'll lead the Heat in scoring this year. Wouldn't be surprised if he got close to or above 25 points a game this season. I think he had 22 or 23 last night in a loss to the Bulls, which – uh, when we move on to some of our questions going into the season, uh, I'm, the Bulls kind of made me look a little stupid. So, But I'll wrap up with a couple things here. Butler and Bam, they, they need to continue to be the defensive beasts they were last year. The Heat's identity was good defense last year, and that needs to continue. I would also love to see Bam take a step forward offensively, but not really counting on that. And lastly, Victor Oladipo, uh, he's the X factor, I think. He's going to probably be the sixth man. He'll be in the Tyler Hero role that Tyler had last year. And it will be huge for them. He will be huge for them this year, I think. Uh, This is his first healthy offseason in five years or close to it. So I think that he'll benefit greatly from it. And I don't know if he'll win sixth man of the year, but I think he can make a strong case to win that award this season. So I think the Heat have a chance to uh, go far into the playoffs again and maybe could surprise a lot of people and win the NBA championship. So the Thunder are a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum, especially with Shet Holmgren uh, being out for the season. So, Gavin, what are your thoughts on the Thunder going into this season? Well, like you said, I mean, we have the number number one, number two overall pick, um, and uh, we took Chet. And obviously, um, during the summer, he, he became injured. Um, so, um you know, our season isn't going to be as good. Um, it'll give another season for the young guys to develop. Unfortunately, Chet will, um, you know, get kind of that NBA developing season. Um, but he's still there. You know, he's still working. Um, you know, I think, I think obviously, um, with uh, Victor, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, being, you know, a top prospect, half the league is going to tank for him, and I think the Thunder are a part of that. Um, although we may not have to try very much, um, I believe next season we have like, as a whole, right now I believe we have thirty-four picks. I think is the number. Um, so obviously we're building towards the future, um, and you know I hope I you know I hope we get that number one overall pick. Yeah, the Thunder are definitely in that group of teams that are trying to lose. To get Victor Wimbanyama, he uh, he's a prospect that everyone is saying is a generational prospect. A lot of people are saying he's a better prospect, just pure prospect than LeBron than LeBron was, uh, which you know a lot of people would disagree. But there are people who are saying it, so it's very interesting to see what happens this season. Shea last night had a great game. I think he had like thirty points, something like that. It was a 
was a good game for him. He's a guy that, you know, the, the Thunder, when they're doing this rebuild, he's going to be a key part of that. Uh, if they can get Victor and Shet, I think I think we'll start to see the Thunder start to accelerate that rebuild. And what I mean is trading away some of those picks for players who can help them win right now because because they have a lot and they have enough to where they could they could make some some big blockbuster trades. Uh, so the Heat and Thunder kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. That's kind of how it is uh, in all of our sports, which is kind of which is kind of sad because. If our teams were competing against each other, especially the Steelers and the Chiefs, Gavin and I could maybe get into it a little bit. If Definitely. last year they met in the playoffs, but I think everyone kind of knew the Chiefs were going to win that game. I want I want it to be competitive so we can so we can argue a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, exactly. So uh, we're about to uh, wrap up here, but before we do, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and when we come back, we will. Uh, get into some questions that we that we made up going into the NBA season. All right, we are back, and we have three questions to kind of guide us into this NBA season. Uh, first off, which finals team is more likely to win the championship this season? Uh, so obviously the Warriors defeated the Celtics in six games last year to win the NBA championship. Um, both teams had really good wins on opening night. The uh, Celtics beat the Sixers, and the uh, Warriors beat the Lakers. I think this season the Celtics have a better chance to win the championship. Um, they they were two games away from winning the finals. They improved massively with the acquisitions of Brogdon and Gallinari, who doesn't look like he's going to play this year with his meniscus injury, which is a big blow to them. But I still think they should have the firepower. Uh, I didn't pick them to make the finals, but out of – out of the teams, out of those two teams, I think the Celtics are more likely to win the championship this season. So we are going to disagree there. I have the Warriors. I think the Warriors are still um, super strong. You give Clay Thompson another full year back, and that's going to be huge for him. Um, so I think the Warriors are more likely to make it than the Celtics. So the Warriors have uh, built our team very well. They have the current current talent like. With Curry and Clay and Draymond, um, but they also have really good pieces for the future in Jordan Poole and um, Kuminga, Moses Moody, Wiseman. Like they have a very good mix of we're gonna win now, but we're also built for the future, which is you know just a testament to how good that front office has been. But I think that a lot of their uh, players, especially Curry and Poole, playing with Curry has really, really. Uh, has adopted that style of play. They live and die by the they live and die by the three, and it's worked. They've won four championships, but I just think that it's more likely the their the Celtics style of play, which is good defense, getting good shots, uh, running the fast break. They uh, and they've got a guy who I think is going to take a massive step this year in Jason Tatum. He's a guy that I think could win the MVP award depending on how he plays in the Celtics record at the end of the year. And so for that reason, I think the Celtics are more likely than the Warriors to win this NBA Finals. Plus, it is hard to repeat. I know the Warriors have done it, but it is hard to repeat. It is really hard to repeat as champions. Yeah. Um, so we'll start off with this next question, or we'll continue with this next question. Who is a team that you think coming into the season that people are sleeping on too much? I have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, you know, they're a team that last year was basically carried by Nikola Jokic. Um, they were a first-round exit to the Warriors. 
But I think people seem to be forgetting that they're getting Jamal Murray back, plus they're getting Michael Porter Jr. back. Um, and while they're both coming off pretty bad injuries, and who knows if Porter Jr. can even stay healthy, I think that they could potentially be a sleepy, uh, a sleeper pick to to win that number one seed in the in the West. I, I really do think they had the potential to do that. Yeah, you know, I actually agree with you on this question. I think uh, you know Michael Porter Jr. coming back is going to help them a ton, and I think this team is going to be very strong, and they definitely have the pieces um, to go to be a lot better than they were last season. Yeah, definitely. And another team I thought about that I'll just mention, the Orlando Magic. They played last night. They looked very good. Paulo Bencaro became only the third rookie to 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 drop 25-5-5 and five in his first game. Uh, LeBron James is one of those players that did that. So that's a very good start that he had. Um, and I don't think the, the Magic – I'm not saying the Magic are going to come out and win the finals or anything, but I think they could potentially be in the, in the play-in, the fight for the play-in, which is – Something that I probably didn't wouldn't have said before this season. So, and what is a team that most likely will disappoint people this season? I had the Chicago Bulls, uh, which I probably shouldn't have said because last night the Bulls beat the Heat. And uh, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, let me think for a second. The Demar Derozan. Okay, yeah, Demar Derozan uh, dropped 37 on them. So you know. And one of my points was DeMar DeRozan's not getting any younger, and he's going to take a step back. Granted, it's one game, but I did have the Bulls uh, disappointing people this season. They were a team that last season a lot of people were really high on with a number one seed for a lot of time, kind of dropped in the standings with some injuries, and they uh, they ended up getting getting the Bucks in the first round, which is obviously didn't end well for them. But my reason was DeMar DeRozan, he's getting older. Um, I just – He's not getting any younger. He definitely uh, could take a step back. Um, Lonzo Ball, he's starting off the season injured, and it looks like he may be out for the season. I don't know if he will, but he didn't. He said that he couldn't even like run or jump or anything. So that just that just that means to me that he he's not even close to being ready to play an NBA basketball game. Uh, Vucevic, another guy who is also getting getting older. I just think I think this team is just doesn't really fit into the East with with the teams like the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat. I just think all those teams are better. And if I had the standings, I could probably pick a couple teams that I think are better than the Bulls. So I think they might they could potentially disappoint people this season. Um, my pick for the most disappointing, um, and people people are gonna like say I'm saying this team's gonna be bad. I just don't think they're gonna live up to the hype, and that's that's the Nets again this year. I just I don't think the Nets have it put together, and they didn't look great last night at all. I think Kyrie had under twenty, um, and Ben Simmons fouls out last night. I just don't think this team is going to look as good as people think they are, and you know I I see them as a team that. They make the playoffs, but they could be a first-round exit again this season. Yeah, they very well could. Another team that I thought about was the Suns. Uh, they, they for two years in a row now, they haven't changed their team much. Uh, and Chris Paul last night looked – he didn't look good. He was uh, one for six uh, with six points. So that's, that's not a very good offensive output. He was facilitating – he was doing what Chris Paul does, but he just wasn't really doing much other than that. Um, and he – he was off the court in crunch time. So that just kind of goes to show you that 
Monty Williams doesn't really believe in him right now if he's taking him off the floor in clutch situations. Now, the last night the uh, the Mavs got out to like a 22-point lead, uh, and Suns came back and won. So it was a big, big game for them. Uh, it was it was an off-season acquisition, Damian Lee, who made the game-winning shot. Luka had a shot to make the to uh, win the game. He took a deep three, and it was right off the front of the rim. It was online. I thought it was going to go in, but it hit the front of the rim and bounced out. So a uh, good game last night. Uh, but with that, let's get into our award predictions, starting off with the MVP of this season. And speaking of the Mavericks, I have Luka Doncic winning the finals – or not the finals, the regular season MVP award. Uh, just, I think he's going to put up insane numbers this year. Uh, and, and he's on a team that he does not have a lot of help. So just in terms of helping his team win, being valuable, I think Luka Doncic will win this award. Yeah, I'm going to go with Giannis. I think Giannis wins it yet again. Um, I think I think the Bucks um, go back to the finals, and, and Giannis is definitely going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see that. Giannis is, my, in my opinion, the best player in the world. Um, so if they, if they have a great season where they kind of run away with that Eastern conference one seed and he, you know, averages a Giannis stat line that we kind of are used to seeing, that could very well happen. Defensive player of the year. This is somebody who I thought should have won the award last year, but it's Bam, it's Bam Adebayo. I think he takes, he gets even better defensively. I mean, this guy is a freak. He can guard guards. He can guard bigs. He he just a lot of a lot of people will run pick and rolls in their centers, and their center becomes uh, outmatched with the with, on the guard. But Bam can guard anybody. I, there was a clip last year where Bam was right with Luca. I mean, he was now granted Luca is a bigger guard, he's slower, but he was right there with Luca, and he, you know, Luca just made a tough shot over him. But Adebayo played great defense on him, and I think this year he finally gets that Defensive Player of the Year award that I thought he should have won last year. year i think he finished fourth in mvp or in defensive player of the year voting i think he takes a step up and he really really proves himself so rookie of the year this is probably the the favorite but you know after last night i think he's the most nba ready player he'll have a good season it's paulo bancaro i feel like we probably agree on that one he just looks the most nba ready and he looks like a really good player already So, sixth man of the year, I already mentioned him earlier as part of my reason why the Celtics are the most likely point, uh, most likely team to win the championship. It's Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I, it was between him and Jordan Poole for me. Um, but I think Jordan Poole could potentially start too many games with uh, Clay. I, I don't think he plays the whole season. I think, though, if he even is close to not 100%, I think that he will not play because they need him for the playoffs. So, I think. Pool is a good candidate, but I think he'll start too many games, and for that reason, I went with Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I, I go with Pool. Um, I think I think if he doesn't, like you said, start too many games, I think I think Pool wins this. So I almost went with Victor Oladipo to win this award, but I already have another Heat person winning an award, so I didn't want to pick the Heat to win all of them. But uh, Coach of the Year, here's my Heat guy, Eric Spolstra. You know, I think that he's the best coach in the NBA right now. You know, Greg Popovich is obviously the greatest of all time, but he just doesn't have a very good roster. So, but Eric Spolster, man, 
people did not think the Heat were a very good one seed last year. They 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 had a great playoff run. I mean, they lost to the to the Celtics in seven games. If it was if they were a Jimmy Butler three point three pointer away from going to the finals, and you know I think they could have potentially beaten the Celtics or the Warriors in the finals. And this year, you know, I've seen people having the Heat as low as a seven or eight seed, which is pretty crazy. And I think that they'll be another top seed in the East this year. And so for that reason, I think Eric Spolstra. Uh, we'll get that Coach of the Year award. Yeah, I'm going to go with Billy Donovan. I think the Bulls surprised a lot of people this season. Um, you know, I knew you had them as uh, disappointing, but um, I think I think the Bulls surprised a lot of people this season. I think they end up making a playoff spot, which makes him obviously look better. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, um, so next award is most improved player. Um you know, another guy who kind of doesn't really – the pick doesn't really look good right now. Uh, but I went with Anthony Edwards. We saw John Morant uh, last season. He he already had a good second year, but then he really, really took a massive step forward uh, his third season. Um, Anthony Edwards last night had 11 points on 23% and 14% from three, so not exactly the best start. But he averaged 21.3 points per game last year on 44% and 35% from three. I think he could easily get above 25 points and get that field goal percentage closer to, uh, you know, maybe 45, 46% and get that three point to 40%, which or not 40, but like, you know, 37, 38, which is which is pretty solid. And I think he'll be the best player on a good Timberwolves team this year. And so for that reason, I have Anthony Edwards winning most improved player this season. I think he takes a step up and becomes the best player on this team um, and, and and really drives that force that the, the Timberwolves have been looking for for a while. Okay, so those are our award predictions. Uh, now let's get into our NBA Finals prediction. Uh, so I have the Miami Heat winning the NBA Finals this season. And their opponent, I have the Los Angeles Clippers. And I have the Heat winning that one in six. Clippers this season are getting their guys back. They have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George should be healthy. You know, Kawhi will do his load management stuff. That's that's expected in the NBA and especially with Kawhi Leonard. Um, But they also built a little bit for the future last season. They really solidified that bench with guys like Norman Powell. I think he'll be great off the bench. Um, He was He's a, he's a good player. He was really good on the Raptors, uh, and I think that he will be a really solid addition off the bench for this team. They have a very deep team. They have stars in Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, they also got John Wall, who I think will be a good bench player. He may be able to take that starting job from Reggie Jackson, but for right now, Jackson is still the starter. But, you know, John Wall coming off your bench is very good, but it's not going to be enough to beat the Miami Heat, who uh, are going to win the finals this year. There's just no arguing. They're just going to win it. My pick is a lot more boring than yours, um, but I do have that, and I have the Bucks winning in Game 7 for an exciting Finals matchup. That would be an incredible Finals, I think. Um, you know, that's that sounds like a really good Finals. Um, and, you know, I'm always going to ride with the Heat. I always think they uh, are underrated. 
Uh, I thought they were underrated last year. I think they're underrated this year. Uh, but if that was our finals, I would not complain. I would definitely not complain because that sounds like a very fun finals. But unfortunately, the Bucks aren't going to make it because the Heat are just a better team, you know? <laughs> hey, Nikola Jovic, he's he's gonna win Rookie of the Year and he's probably gonna win MVP too. I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. But hey, if I if I pick that though, people already know from our NFL picks that we don't really know what we're talking about. So that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, uh, that's all we got for this for this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. We're gonna probably post this right away since it's a Thursday, so you guys will be hearing this like probably 10-15 minutes after we recorded it so hope you guys enjoyed and with that we will see you next week just want to mention that well we're going to try to get some albany war football player to come on for an interview before districts we didn't do it last this week because it was uh we just want to kind of wanted to wait till districts but tune in for that we will announce who who we get uh before it happens so uh yeah i just wanted to mention that the warriors play tonight at six against uh the pattinsburg panthers it's in pattinsburg Probably going to be a little cold, but hey, come on and support the Warriors. Definitely, definitely. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.